Hello and welcome to Housewives and Me, a podcast about why we love the real housewives. I'm your host, Connor Bean, and welcome back for another brand new episode. There is so much going on in Housewives World at the minute. Every week of Beverly Hills feels like an event. New York is a hot mess, but also there's so much conversation about what might happen with the show being put on pause, etc. Like, it's crazy. Potomac is as amazing as ever. We've found out Housewives of Dallas is not coming back. I am still ready for the return of Melbourne. There has been drama with women who aren't even on the show anymore on social media. It's a good time to be a Housewives fan, I have to say. And I think this is a great week to have my current guest on. Gibson Johns is a journalist and a podcaster. He has a podcast called We Should Talk, where he's gotten to chat to some of the biggest names in Housewives world. And as you'll hear in this chat, he uh, has kind of known a lot of the Potomac ladies since the start of their season. So he's really been on the ground as that show has become, I think, kind of the crown jewel in the Housewives world. I should say we recorded this interview a couple of weeks ago. So obviously with Erica, some of the stuff has changed. And even I think at Ramona, there has been more problematic behaviour. I think we acknowledge some of it. But then since then, there's been part two of Black Shabbat, which if you're watching New York, you don't need me to explain how frustrating Ramona was for that and for that whole episode. Anyway, um, but there's loads of great anecdotes about meeting housewives and run-ins. It was just, it was so juicy. Like I, my jaw was just on the floor for this one. So I think we need to get straight into this because this is a doozy. Here is Gibson Johns on Housewives and Me. My guest today is a writer who works for In The Know and hosts their amazing podcast, We Should Talk, where he gets to chat to so many of our favourite Real Housewives, and I'm going to ask about as many as I can fit in today. Uh, Gibson Johns, welcome to Housewives and Me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Any excuse to talk about Housewives. <laughs> right, exactly. And it is kind of part of your work, which I'm very jealous of, that you get to like, right. interview so many of the of the dolls, as we would say in Drag Race terminology, for your, for your podcast, which we'll get to. But before we do that, I want to ask you, as someone who now interviews Housewives and talks about the shows online and all that stuff, how did you get into Real Housewives? Housewives as as a franchise? I watched Housewives from the very beginning. So, I mean, I I guess, I guess not the very beginning because I never, I've never really gotten into OC, not back then, not now. I kind of, I I think that will change with, I think that I will, I'll give it a chance with Heather. I think that to Mm -hmm. me is maybe like a great place to start uh, without having to go back and watch everything else in the past yeah. but so I didn't really watch uh, OC but I watched New York the first season it was on I watched Atlanta wow. the first season it was on uh I watched I, I wasn't as committed to it but I watched Jersey when it was on that first season um mm-hmm. but yeah like I remember like you know I was like such a fan of Bethany and Jill's friendship I remember you know when it, in Atlanta the first season like Kim and Nini of it all like Deshaun Snow's like failed fundraiser like that sticks out in my mind like yeah, like, yeah, moments yeah. Of, like I watched all of those live when they were on Bravo back then because we had been watching like Project Runway we had been watching Top Chef so when Real Housewives came around it was kind of natural to mm-hmm. kind of hop on board right away yeah and then like I mean I was I was very committed back like this was before I was in college and then when I went to college I sort of I fell off the bandwagon a little bit I, I kept up with New York and Beverly Hills mostly and then like after college when I started my job um, I started working in entertainment news. Like that's when I sort of like hopped, like hopped on board harder than I ever had before. So um, then like from there, it was sort of like, I was just like in very deep. And you mentioned there that you obviously work in entertainment news now and that's yeah. kind of, it feels you've been in for a while. Like, did you kind of decide at one point, 
I really love talking about these shows, so I'm going to focus on talking about them? Or did you just find that? Because they're such a part of the pop culture conversation totally. in the US. Like, was yeah. it a thing you wanted to focus on or what drew you to it? You know, I was I had already I was already watching it, obviously. Um, and I was yeah. writing about celebrities and I was interviewing people. And um, I forget exactly what the first one was, but I I got connected to the to the to like Bravo PR basically. And that was around the time the Potomac and Dallas were starting. Um, yes. when, they, when they, they sort of kicked those both off around the same time. And I was sort of the beginning of my career and I, I wanted to interview people. And so I was sort of just saying yes to anything. And, um, you know, back in season one of, of Dallas and Potomac, like with all due respect, like nobody really cared about, you know, yeah. what these, these women that nobody had heard of, like had to say, and nobody was really watching those shows yet. So, I was when that when the opportunity to interview them came around. I was like, okay, I love Housewives. I know nobody knows who these people what people are yet, but they probably will. Like, they're not going to have one season. So, I interviewed a lot of those women from the start because to me that was sort of great great practice for for this field was just like interview where the stakes are kind of were lower, you know, because again, like there was less interest. So, um, and I wasn't as like nervous because I didn't, these women weren't famous yet. So mm-hmm. I, it, what really helped was that like, I, I was just saying yes to everything with Potomac and Dallas. Like I, I think I had like a three-way call interview with like Karen, Ashley and Giselle or something back oh, in the day. Like, wow. like, 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 like really like, like, like looking back, it's like, oh my God. But then it was, iconic. But back then it was like, it was like, <laughs> you know, it was, didn't even think twice about it. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's why I really kind of like went full throttle with it. Like I remember that was also around the time that like Margaret Joseph started. So I kind of have a good relationship with her because again, I interviewed yes. her when nobody, knew, when nobody knew who she was. Um, I remember I interviewed Eden Sassoon, the, the one season wonder from Beverly Hills. Oh, wow. So yeah, it was, it was really kind of this like interesting time on for, for me and my job. But I also like it, it really kind of established a really good relationship with Bravo for me. Um, mm-hmm. And then since then, I've obviously talked to a lot of like the bigger names and, and some of those names are now are now bigger names, you know, um, like yes. I remember one, one, one of, I think when, after that first episode of Potomac this season, when it was really like Karen versus Giselle, because they've had their ups and downs, obviously. But the, mm-hmm. I, I remember this one day where Karen and Giselle came in together to my office and I interviewed, I interviewed them separately, but they had a full press day together. And like, it, 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 it that could never happen now because they, they yeah. like, don't like being <laughs> in the same room. But like, I think that was maybe like season three. And like, uh, it's just like uh, simpler times, you know, it, 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 it took me back. And yeah, so that's how I really got started was just kind of, committing to to kind of jumping all the way in because uh, i already liked it uh but i yeah. knew that kind of also re- interviews with reality stars are different than interviews with regular celebrities like the reality stars are going to tell you what you want to know you know and celebrities yes dance around yes back, so it's fun i was gonna ask that are they a bit more forthcoming because a huge part of their job on harry's wise is to be interviewed as part of the show so they just kind of see you and go okay cool like i get interviewed all the time whereas i think maybe a hundred percent yeah and 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 they and they know i mean they know more than anybody that like getting a good headline is great for them right so they're gonna they're gonna yeah. sound off like they're gonna and it's to them it's honestly it's probably very similar to like a confessional you know what i mean where it's like they're they're yeah. asked very probing very probing questions i'm willing to ask them like tougher questions than they would to like a regular celebrity because it's just a different game so it's it's definitely a different experience interviewing a reality star versus a celebrity, but um, I have more fun doing it, and that's why I've leaned more into that to that realm in in the past year or so. I just think it's more fun. <laughs> yeah, and no, it, it definitely strikes me as a bit more fun than other kind of 
parts of celebrity world. Does that change then like how you view the shows a bit? Because I mean, what you said there about the Potomac ladies, for example, I feel like you've had this like a professional relationship with them. You've had, you've had, you've checked back to them with them and spoken to them multiple times, but you also know that what we're seeing in the show is actually real. Like you go, Oh my God, I've seen Giselle and Karen together. I know the tea. So like, totally does it make it a bit richer when you watch the shows. Cause you're like, I kind of know some of these people. It's definitely richer. And then it's also like, it's it, it's like such a, it's such a like hard thing to like balance because while I was starting to do all these interviews, I was also kind of starting to like lean into like, tweeting about it right and so yes it's yes. sort of really it's this really weird balance of like okay i want to share my opinion on these shows and i want to live mm-hmm. tweet and i want to whatever but then i also know that you know the the you know the chances of me interviewing them are again are high so i, I can't i don't like to be too i don't like to be too negative or critical in general but especially with them because or at least like publicly tweeting about it. Um, right, like with, yeah. with t- talking with other people, it's different. But, you know, as Dorinda says, like, say it, forget it, write it, regret it. Like, if, <laughs> if, 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 I'm, yeah. if I'm tweeting something really negative about somebody and then I have to turn around and interview them, like, in a couple of weeks, like, you know, then maybe they maybe they have, will have seen that tweet or maybe whatever. So I try to be really careful about that, but it's definitely a, a fine line. And, like, there are certain women who, like, I I just know at this point, um, and because I've you know I've interviewed Margaret for the past five years, I've interviewed Karen and Giselle and Ashley for the past six years. So yeah, you're you're right. There's definitely like a, a level of relationship there. You know, we're not like friendly and texting all the time, but it's like we we they would know, you know who you we, were. Yeah, yeah. Well, totally. And yeah, um, so it's 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 definitely a balance, and I it it adds to the fun for me because I. I do feel extra <laughs> investment in it, especially, I think, especially with Potomac. I'm from DC. So I, it, Potomac uh-huh. is basically like a glorified, like DC area housewives at this point. They live all over mm-hmm. the area. You know, I feel an investment in that capacity, but also just because I feel like I've been there since the beginning. And when, when you interview these people, you're, you're on with them for 25 minutes recording, but then sometimes you have time before and after, especially when they were yes. coming into the office when we were before COVID. So um, I've spent time with them and, and I, and I genuinely really like a lot of them and I don't, I don't want to like use my whatever platform I have to be negative about it. Because at the end of the day, like, I know that we all have complaints about the housewives. I know that like nothing's ever perfect, but I'm not in this like tear anybody down, (laughs) you know, like that's not, that's not my game. And I think that, I think sometimes people get, get lost in that. And like, they like really hypercritical right away without waiting a beat to like think about it. Um, and so that's not my game. And so I've just like with the tweeting of it all, it's like, I don't try to get too, I don't know, too critical, too negative, too, too preachy about it. Um, I try to keep it like lighter these days because especially with Beverly Hills, for example, like people just take everything so, so intensely. And I'm just like, yeah. it, I, I could say the most innocuous thing about like what somebody's wearing and it will like spark like anything that people say about beverly hills will spark a, a backlash of some capacity yeah, I don't, it's I, crazy I, I, it's crazy i think i think it started with the lisa vanderpump puppy gate season i think that's when it really kind of like really got um i don't know like i think the fandom of beverly hills really changed that year um and i don't think it's gone back even though she's left obviously um i don't know like that's it's so interesting tweeting about beverly hills i think is so different than any other show that's fascinating. Well, actually, I wanted to ask you about some of the shows that are airing at the moment, just a broader overview versus yeah. a recap or whatever. But so how are you feeling about this season of Beverly Hills? I know as we're chatting, you've just dropped an interview with Sutton and obviously you're yeah. tweeting about it like we all are. Like you mentioned <laughs> there that the fandom are a little bit kind of intense on that show. Like how do you feel about yeah. this season? And do you think it's their strongest one in a while? I do think it's the strongest one in a while for sure. And I think, 
you know, there's a couple of reasons for that. I think one is because, you know, people, this has been said, but we're not harping on the one thing the entire time. So we have, yeah. we have the Erica situation, which is dynamic in and of itself because it's like ever changing, you know, it's first, this is divorce, mm-hmm. then it's the LA times article. And then it's, you know, it's what she's telling us versus what, what, you know, we're learning in the press. And so it, that's one whole thing, but it's also like constantly changing. And then I think the crystal Sutton of it all is like a whole other thing that is just really great. Classic housewives. Like it's kind of petty. Yeah. The stakes are pretty low, um, but it's resulting in some really awesome moments at, at dinner tables and, and one liners and, yeah. you know, they, they clearly don't really like each other that much, but like, so th- there's probably more to come with that, to be honest. Like, mm. even if I think even if they like, you know, have a moment where they agree to disagree. Like there's going to be something else down the line because I think that's just the friction that they have naturally. Um, And then like, there's also the Kathy Hilton of it all, which is like a a total, what's different about that. Obviously she's amazing. She has these one liners. Like, but I think what's really great about it is that like, to me, like Beverly Hills was never like the funny show, right? Like to me, like Beverly Hills was just like, it was the drama. It It was the glitz and the glam. Like it was, you know, it had it had some darkness with the Kim and Kyle, like, but yes. with Kathy coming in and being such a, to me, like an unexpected, like point of of humor. And, and Beverly Hills has really never had that. Like, yeah, they're like some of the women can be funny here and there. But like, Kathy is funny every time, every, every time she's on screen, I laugh. And that that's to me, like, that's a new sensation with watching Beverly Hills. So I think that's like such a welcome breath of fresh air in such a different way that we've never seen on Beverly Hills. And so I think all those things balance, balance each other out because Erica's the Erica thing is so dark. The, the yeah. Crystal and Sutton is like something we're so used to. It's such a classic housewives situation. And then there's Kathy, which is, which is the humor. And that's to me, like, I love the, like the, the main reason why I like housewives is because I like to laugh with them. So, so yes. that, that's, that's what we were missing on Beverly Hills for the past couple of years. Like this Denise stuff was so dark. We never laughed those years. Like it's, yeah. it's so- <laughs> that's a great sentence. We never laughed those years. We never laughed <laughs> it, those years. It's like, it's like, it's like, <laughs> we were so, we were so happy back then. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. What, no what idea. Happened? <laughs> <laughs> that so- makes me think of 2020. Cause it was just, that was the quote of the pandemic. When we look back on like February, 2020, we were all so happy that day it was like we had no literally idea anyway literally so yeah so i think that i think beverly hills is like having it's like a banner year and i i would be so happy if literally there was not even like a cast change next year like you know yeah so i I think i think it works i think i think we've seen on this week's episode that like there's definitely and and garcelle talks about this it's like there's definitely like this inner circle that i think you know it would it work in another season? Yes. But would I be mad about them? Like maybe somehow breaking that up? No. Like I think that especially with the Lisa Rinna of it, Lisa Rinna of it all, it's like the hypocrisy is really kind of shocking actually. Like, I know. It, it's, 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 it's really like some of the quotes she was saying, like if you're going to like, don't ask her questions if she doesn't want to open up about it. Like, like where, where was this attitude last year? I just, it's, yeah. it's really, it's really kind of honestly like dumbfounding to me that she's like, that she's going this hard on Garcelle when like we saw what she did last year. So I, I wouldn't, I would like, I would love a little bit of a shakeup in like the Fox force five yeah. group. But um, other than that, I'm thrilled with Beverly Hills. I hope Kathy comes back as a friend of again. Oh, I hope, yeah. like I think Crystal is such a great addition. I mm-hmm. would love if Garcelle stayed around. I feel like she's kind of probably one of the most iffy 
because I feel like she, I feel like if anything, she would choose to leave. Um, really? I don't know. I, I think there, there was a question of whether she was going to come back in the first place for a second season. Yeah. I, I, I was kind of nervous about that because I think when she lost Nice as an ally, I think she was really, she kind of probably was really hesitant yeah. to come back. She just True. signed on for the real. Um, I don't, I think that, I think the show has elevated her, her profile again in the public eye, like to a level it probably hasn't ever been. And I think that like, now that she has this new kind of like level of, of, of profile and she's still on the reel. I don't know if she even like leaves the show. I would love if she stuck around, but I think that she gets so fed up with Lisa Rinna. I think that it's like, honestly, like kind of debilitating for her. Like, I think that it's like, she, yeah. I, get the sense, <laughs> I, I get the sense that like Garcelle, like, like has to like, like before they like walk into a room or something to film a scene, like I kind of get the sense that she has to like take a deep breath if she ever has to interact with, with Brenda. Like she is like, yes. like I think that she like hates her on like a guttural level at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I can really imagine her that. being like, you're going to see Rena. Exactly. She's like and a pet part of the job, <laughs> You don't, you've dealt with bigger monsters in Hollywood. And then Rena's like, hey girl. I oh, literally think Grisel. that. Oh my God, <laughs> come here. And she's like, Ugh. <laughs> it's, it's so frustrating and i used to love rena and now it's just like yeah. i don't know girl. i'm torn too i enjoy yeah. rena as sort of i appreciate that she's an a stirrer. yeah for I sure i like how campy she is i love her and harry but then there i think her mean streak is becoming more pronounced and i yes. don't think she's aware of it so yeah i i'm with you on, on beverly hills for sure i mean the other big long-running running housewife show airing the moment is new york which is mm-hmm. i think a seesaw an up and down kind of season i know you spoke to Prashan for your podcast recently and she yeah. kind of was like pleading with us to stick it out and, and stay here so how do you feel about new york this year uh i mean new york has historically been my number one and precisely for one of the reasons that i just said which is like that i think it's the funniest show on tv when it, when it's funny yeah but this season's obviously really tough again like five people this isn't enough but i think it's it, i think it's yeah. deeper i think it's obvious i think it's a little deeper than just not having enough people around and the COVID of it all like obviously like they were up against a lot of things and just from a production standpoint and i think mm-hmm. that affected things i think that like the group is just like not it like there's like there is something off with the group d- dynamic in a major way and i don't know if just like adding two more people would really change that um i kind of i'm hearing rumblings that like there's talk for dorinda to, to return already and like to me like that just speaks to the dire situation of of the i know cast. it's a bit uh, obvious like it's like yeah. it's like it's, it's it's definitely very obvious and i also like i loved dorinda again like when she was great but she was not great that last season and a half I know, and I know. and like that talk about dark like that was dark and i think Oof. that giving her we one didn't season, laugh no we, we didn't laugh we, that we, year we, 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 that's another year we did not laugh that is a exactly year we right. didn't laugh <laughs> and and you know very much that we have laughed at dorinda in the past so i right. and, and, and i thought that it was great i think that they framed her leaving as take some time off you know like 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 she had to really kind of sit with herself but i don't think a year i don't think one season off is enough for her like i like she just released a book like she's still like very much like in it and she like is common like like i don't yeah. i don't think dorinda has like has like shied away from the the public eye enough to like really take a look at herself and be like okay like do i have a problem with drinking like like why is it so dark why is it so dark when i have x amount of drinks like there's there's something there was something off and like i just want her to like get back to that like that person she was a couple years ago and i i think that bringing her back after one season is like not teaching her a lesson and not giving her enough time to sit with herself so is is that the answer like i'm sure she'd be great if she came back but that to me like bringing back one person who was gone for one season is not the answer like i think 
Yeah. I'd rather see like newer blood. I, you know, I love Bethany, but like, I think the chances of her coming back are like pretty low. Like, I just think that like, I mean, maybe at some point, but I, I don't know. I, with New York, it's like, I think, I think I kind of like would not be mad about Luann being, you know, like kind of ending her journey. Um, I think, I think Sonia is still great for the show. I think Ramona, I know that people don't like her and she's pro- problematic in a lot of ways, but I think that like, on the show i think that she is a worthwhile presence on the show still i personally think that and then leah and ebony i think is really complicated (laughs) but yeah um, it's tricky i feel like leah and ebony are sort of still half dealing with grief they're sort of they're they're from a younger different perspective a lot of the women it's funny you say that about about luan ramona because i would almost flip that i feel like there is potential for growth and something different with luan whereas i think ramona is one of the you know, all-time great, hilarious housewives, and also a very flawed and yeah, absolutely kind of gross person. But I do feel like this season, I'm like, where else is there for you to go? Like, just her defensiveness and not being able to play ball with these new women. I'm like, this is hitting a wall. But then I also feel like when she's she has a moment. It's so it is an iconic right. moment. It's, it's oh like, God, if you lost her, what like, would you do? I don't know. It's like I was talking to I was talking to one of my friends, and it was like that yeah. black Shabbat that black Shabbat dinner, like. Oof. Like that, that was hard to watch, was but hard. like, but Ramona showing somebody that apartment, like trying to be a realtor, like I was laughing a lot in that, that scene. Yeah, was funny. <laughs> and then, like to it me, was. and to me, like I don't, I don't even get that from Luann like ever anymore. Like I don't, yeah, I just like don't enjoy watching her in the way that I used to enjoy watching her. I think that I actually think that she's like j- low key, like her stubbornness around some of these issues is like right up there with Ramona's. I just think Ramona's more, I think Ramona is just more yeah. like, like brazen I, about it. Like, yeah, like, I, like the true. way that Luann was defensive and at, at that like lunch in the Hamptons about like yeah. her, her like education, like, like some of those moments, like I think that she is just, I don't know. Like I, it, to me, like, I, I don't actually know if there is that much. And I think that room for growth with Luann, I don't, I don't actually know like what her, like what would her next? Yeah what would her next thing be? Like just dating another person that just, that's like not going to work out. Like, I, like we don't, we never, we, <laughs> we're like, like she doesn't really see, she doesn't really see, we don't really, we don't really see her kids. Like, like yeah. the cabaret, the cabaret thing. I'm so over. Like there, it's yeah. just like what, like, I'm not really sure. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're both in the same boat, but I'm just, yeah, I, I think no, that like, yeah. but I do think that Sonia is, she, we've seen, like she bridges the gap in a way that like, I think is actually kind of yes. unexpected. Um, she really gets it on some of these more serious issues. Like she can have those conversations. I think that, you know, the drinking obviously is an issue, but I, but I, I don't know who said this, but you know, I do think that she feels kind of, especially probably this year, I think that she probably felt a pressure to really bring it this year because she knows that when she has her drunken antics and they, and they skew like funny and they skew like, you know, like, like the kind of the, 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 the group clown, like that's fun for people to watch. She knows that it results, results in good moments. So I think that she, that's why she has leaned even more into getting drunk on camera, because I think she knows that it's five people, it's COVID, they need some moments. And I think she's trying to give them to us. So I appreciate that. Um, and I think that like, I don't think that like off season when they're not filming that Sonia's like this, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't think it's, Exactly. I think Ramona, I, I think Ramona yeah. and Luann trying to like make it an issue again. It's just like I feel like we're in, running in circles. Yeah, I agree too. And I, I've said this on the, on this very podcast before, but I sort of see Sonia as a 
a bit, I mean, particularly if we've just had the Olympics, like Sonia is like an Olympic athlete in that they will <laughs> train a certain way and only eat a certain way because they're training and they're doing their thing. And then when that's done, they can have a drink or have a burger or whatever. And I feel like Sonia's almost the reverse. When she's on Housewives, I have to drink. I have to be lived to the excess, give them the extremes. And then when the show's over, she's like, okay, I'm off to a wellness retreat for three months. Absolutely. To like that's live on so smoothies. Accurate. I just yeah. don't get, I don't, I mean. I'm she a, detoxes really from the know. show. Yeah. yeah, she's like, I'll be fine. I'll go back and drink like a fish in six months. Where exactly. I don't know. I don't know. They really like, we're so worried. I'm like, but she didn't drink for six months and she was fine. Whereas I'd be more worried about someone who cannot. I mean, look, we are massively psychoanalyzing people we don't really know. But yeah, you, mentioned sure. Dorinda. Yeah. you mentioned Dorinda. And I often think the anger and the rage and the lack of culpability she has around booze is much more worrying for me as a viewer than Sonia being like, it's girl, just darker. have two less vodkas next time. Yeah, like, it's, yeah much, it's, it's just much not darker. The same. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. With New York, it's really tough. And I I think that, you know, there's been a lot of discourse about like Ebony joining the show and, and mm-hmm. all that. And, you know, I think it's tough because she's obviously we're obviously having important conversations and I'm glad that these are being put on this yeah. on this platform. But I do think there is a difference between being like a good housewife and letting your guard down and being off the cuff and I and sort of uh teaching lessons and i think that i think there's a way to i think there's a way to incorporate some of these issues and conversations that she's that she's having in a in a slightly more natural way like to me to me like the, we ha- we remember i have to remember that like ebony her profession is to be on tv as like a talking head and, she's a broadcaster yeah yeah she's yeah. a broadcaster and i do think that that shows itself more than it should i think that it's very if some of it just feels really practiced and i think that um, like I think part of the reason why New York especially has been such a great show historically is because it does feel so off the cuff. Like it feels like, yeah, you know, it's like, like it's very spontaneous. And like even in Ebony's confessionals, I'm not sure like we get, I, I, I feel like I don't get enough of that, you know? And, you know, for her, for her other storyline to just, to be like a, about finding a family member. I feel like we've, we've seen those, those storylines play yeah. on other franchises. And they like don't really work. Yeah, exactly. And they never yeah. really, they're never really that engaging and they never really work. And so um, I think everybody has a lot of promise. I just wish that she would just let her guard down in a different way than we're seeing. Um, and obviously yeah, there's, just I, there's just a disconnect between her and the rest of the group as well. Yeah. And it's hard. It's a little bit thankless for Ebony because in one way you're right. We want her to be able to bring, like a discussion to the show because why not have the conversation but on a typical housewife season if they were able to do everything she'd also probably go on like a a rowdy girls trip with them and they'd all get really drunk and have fun but because we're not getting that contrast there's nothing to weigh it out yeah and i think it puts an undue pressure on her to really deliver then and it's like hang on you can't win then but Mm -hmm. anyway it's yeah and it's it's that I, i actually find the conversation about how the show has like treated her and how the fans of treat her is is really interesting but also i feel bad for ebony because she's gotten so much bullshit but we'll see i would quite I like for her to come back in normal times new york if that if that's a thing with delta but you know what i mean maybe that would be more fun i think i'd absolutely bring her back because i think this is not the normal circumstance and i yeah may, maybe being around a bunch of other people maybe if there were people in the group that she would be able to show more sides of herself and and feel more just feel more, you know, like relax a little bit, you know, and I do, it's definitely a pressure on her. And so I would love for 
her to feel less of that pressure for a second season and to see how it goes. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to ask you about Potomac. I mean, just because yes. the season, we're, we're in the season now and it's great. But I was going to say, you must also be a little bit smug because, and I, I am one of these people, I started with season three and I was like, it's so good. Everyone should watch it. <laughs> like you were there from the start. You, I was. You know these women. Like you must be so glad that it's having this moment. Oh, that I'm, I've now. been so happy the past like two years. Like I think last year was like, last year was its real breakthrough moment when, mm-hmm. you know, people had started binging it during quarantine to get ready for the fifth season premiere because the fifth season premiere was delayed and hyped up and we knew about you know the Monique and Candace of it all so I I was so happy last year when it finally felt like it was kind of breaking through the zeitgeist and really I think it solidified itself as a like top tier housewife franchise like it's it's no longer grouped in with Dallas to me like I think for a while it's still being grouped in there and like no like that's not the case anymore Potomac is its own beast and it's it's honestly the the house the the franchise that to me is delivering the best like freshest just energy and 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 kind of drama so I'm so proud of them honestly and like I think that and and it just and and, and I just think it's so cool that there's four original cast members still around you know I think I think that's like such a that just never happened before six seasons with four people from the original cast. Like that's crazy. Um, and it, to me, it just shows like kind of the, the deep entrenched <laughs> dynamic that these women have. Like they've like, especially mm-hmm. with, obviously with Giselle and Karen, like that's just, that goes without saying like the reason why that's such a great, you know, feud and, and long running feud is because they've known each other for so long. And they have, I think that it's just, when you have these two kind of Titan personalities, that are going at it and kind of fighting for the crown. Like that's like, you can't make that. You can't, you can't make that up. Like that's just that it's just naturally happening and it naturally happens every season with them. And I think it's, you know, sometimes they're more friendly than they are not. And so I think like you never really know what you're going to get, but you always know that like you will get some sort of fireworks at some point with them. And like they, they trade these women. Part of the reason why I love Potomac is they come up with some one liners so quickly, like their turns of phrases and their delivery is so unique and so natural to them that like like it is just insane like the things they will say to each other right like in the moment like at lunch they're arguing are you talking to me like and karen knows that that's a moment in her head like karen is like karen is so way more self-aware than she used to be i think that she's like yes she she used to not be in on it as much and i think that that's great because she she entered our minds as like this this unique person who like didn't really know she didn't really know what she was actually like and how she came across but i think at some point that changed and she now she leans into the things that we love about her and i love that god i don't know and i like it's like ashley i think ashley's like a, a top tier reality star i think ashley like, knows exactly what she's doing she's so open um, yeah i think wendy is having a great second season she already feels so she already feels so like in the group. Uh, I was going to say, in, in yeah, year now, which I think is, which is really, I think, you know, that does not happen every time. And then I think, I think Mia is an amazing, a really promising uh, addition to the show. Like she, she isn't intimidated by these women, which I think is a, a huge plus. I think, I think this group is really easily intimidating. So I, I think I'm excited for Mia. I think that she's like willing to go there. I'm excited for the te- her salad toss with Candace. Um, <laughs> <Same>. I, um, <laughs> you know, and I think and I think Candace, like I, I think that she's also really great for the show. Like I'm not as I'm not like a I'm not like in her corner in the way that like I was for Monique last year. But I, I really I've grown to appreciate Candace and what she brings to the show too. And so I don't know. I think they, they all bring something. Like there's there's no wet blanket in this group. There's no dead weight. Like I think it's just oh I, you know Connor I forgot about Robin. 
oh no i love but, robin but, but, I, but i don't I, love I, robin. But I, I don't think she is that i just forgot about her and i don't i don't know if that's telling oh, or not robin. but i do think that but i do think but, she, but i do think she serves her purpose i think she serves her role yeah. like yeah. Um, I think that sometimes she like gets in her own way by being a little bit too blindly allegiant to Giselle, but I think that she's also like, she makes me laugh. And I think that she's, she's also a great yeah. presence and she's willing to, she's willing to go there too. So I don't know, like, I just, I, I love Potomac and I think, I don't know, I'm kind of at a loss for words right now, but I, <laughs> you, I can that, actually like, almost hear you going, oh, I, just <laughs> <love Potomac." laughs> I know I'm like, sort of like waxing poetic, but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you're, you're not alone in that thought. I actually wanted to kind of go back to the whole interviewing housewives thing, because you mentioned yeah. Ashley there, and I was listening to you interview her, and even in the interview with you, I could hear the same openness that she has on the show, and then I listened yeah. to you interview Lisa Vanderpump, who was a really good interview and very giving, mm-hmm. but I could hear in Definitely. her head and in her how she was kind of answering your questions that she is clearly a little bit more reserved about certain things. So what's it like to me? It was just like, Oh wow. These women are very similar in other settings as they are on the show. So like, is that something you've noticed that oftentimes how we see them on the shows matches up to how they are in interviews or can sometimes they be different? I think that in interviews for sure, a lot of the time they're very similar. I would say Mm -hmm. um, with Lisa Vanderpump, like that was kind of a frustrating one just because she she was promoting Vanderpump Dogs, and that's all she wanted to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I and got that impression. She, yeah. yeah, she kept on, she kept on like bringing it back. Like, even when I even when I asked about Vanderpump Rules, it was like you know, like tease the next season for us. How's filming going? Blah blah blah. And like she was like, it's great. They all all those kids visit me at Vanderpump Dogs, and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, and I'm like, okay, like literally, like give me like thirty seconds of like what the next season's gonna hold. Like I don't like yeah. That's a little bit to me, like, you know, I get you're promoting a show, but you have to, like, also give me something else. Um, so that was a little bit frustrating. Um, and then, of course, like, I tweeted out a clip of her talking about Housewives. So they asked about Housewives. And, of course, like, one of her, you know, her, one somebody in her army of fans found it and tagged her and was like, wow, they keep on asking you about Housewives. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, Gibson has not been that supportive of you in the past. Like, I'm surprised you let him interview you. And she was <laughs> oh like, and she, she responded and she's like, oh, I didn't know that. And I'm just like, guys, like, just because I'm not, like, up her ass, it does not mean that I'm not, like, yeah. you know, like, like I, I enjoy Vanderpump. Anyway, that, that was that. But I think generally in an interview setting, the women are, like, are going to be themselves or in, in terms of, like, what we expect from them on the show because the camera's on them and they're going to play into whatever that kind of like version of themselves exists for the public consumption. I think some, what, what I do find is that sometimes when the, when like when the recording stops or the recording hasn't started yet, it's like slightly, a lot of time it's a little bit, it's a slightly more like subdued version of the person. Um, Mm. Because like, I do think that it's, in gen this is true of all celebrity but i think especially maybe as a reality star like it's you really are expected to be on a lot of the time and i think it's it's exhausting and i think that you know what we're watching on on a housewife show it's themselves like it's real it 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 is them like it's it's not made up but i think that like for karen for example i think that like she she plays a version of herself at this point on the show that she knows works Mm -hmm. well on tv and that just comes with learned experience but you know, so outside of like the the, rec- the interview recording, you know, K- Karen is Karen, obviously, but she's like she is a little bit more reserved, and 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 
Ashley is just as effervescent as she would be um, kind of on or off camera. I, I don't think that she really turns it on as much. Um, like for like, uh, like at, at BravoCon, for example, I did something with Dolores and, and Teresa and, uh, oh, wow. and, and, and Teresa, it, de- Teresa definitely turns it on, but I think because she is such a pro at this point that, mm. you know, she, she, you know, backstage, she's keeping, she keeps herself still very friendly, but it's like a little bit quieter and a little bit, like she's she, she's not she's gonna speak when spoken to, but she's not really gonna like be like super outgoing necessarily in a backstage setting. But once we got on stage, once once we got on stage, she's literally spraying champagne into the crowd. She's playing into the crowd's energy because everyone everyone there was like there to see her, and she yeah. it, it really it really it was really kind of changed dynamic. So it it, it is interesting because it's it's kind of a different case with a lot of different people. I think. I think what you'll find is with like kind of the, like the bigger names, it's it's more of an off and on at this point. Um, because again, they I think again you're sort of you're playing you're not playing a character, but it is it's slightly different, um, and it's just a heightened version of like of that person. So I think that when you've been doing that for ten years, like you're gonna yeah. you can't be doing that at all times. So um, yeah, I think it's actually that's one of the more interesting parts of it of my job is that just seeing those those slight moments of of you know peeks behind the curtain. Yeah, I, I think it's it, 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 honestly a different case with a lot of them, but ultimately they're all all themselves. I think. Yeah, it's that it's. I just. I mean, I I think it's those sort of in between moments that are so interesting. And how was yeah. Dolores? Because in my head, she's like a mom figure, but like maybe maybe she's quiet as well. I don't know. How did you find Del- her? Dolores is really great. Like I think Dolores. More than a lot, more than honestly, a lot of other housewives, I think Dolores like recognizes the game for what it is. And so, and I've seen moments of this like over the years with her, but one of the things that she says a lot is like, like, she's like, she'll take, she's going to take the picture with any fan that comes up to her at any point, whether she's wearing makeup, whether she's on, whether she's off, she is going to take the picture. She knows that's part of the game of being a reality star. She said that in that, um, at at BravoCon when they, on Watch What Happens Live, when they did squash that squash that beef with her and Ramona and the whole yes. thing was the whole thing was like was like you know she refused to take a picture with I think Frank or something like that Ramona had and Dolores like said to her like no this is part of the gig part of the gig is yeah. being is when somebody comes up to you when you're, when you're when you're a reality star people want the photo people want you to to be the friendly person that that they know you as and I think that she she recognizes that and she acknowledges that more than any like most of the housewives that I've talked to and I and I think a lot of people are like that but she like like lets you know that she knows that and that's really awesome um so yeah Dolores is 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 really great and I think that like when when I don't know I I I have like grown to love her more and more over the years like I think every every passing I I I find her fascinating she's very fascinating and she she's also like incredibly open about like the surgery that she gets and the the work that she gets done like and I I love that and I and I think that's amazing like I there's no shame getting plastic surgery and I think that she is like she like leans into it I think that that's like such a refreshing attitude to have I don't know like I, I I was I was I think that when in the Siggy Flicker years, <laughs> in the Soggy oh Flicker we years, we didn't laugh those years. We didn't no, laugh. No, we we did not laugh those <laughs> years. And you know what? In those years, I think that that was a that was sort of a a, a hurdle for me to get over with Dolores because she was so close to Siggy. And like to yeah. me, like I 
Siggy is probably my least favorite housewife of all time. Like, I think she's like disgusting. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, so I think I, you didn't mince words. <laughs> I mean, so some of the I blocked her on Twitter. Some of that, some of the no, she has the, gone the, down the, the rabbit the, the, hole. The, since. No, it's, it's like yeah, it's scary. It's honestly. awful. Like, so so I think when she, in those years I had a hard time with Dolores, but now that she's kind of freed from that, I've grown to love her more and more, and I love her relationship with Margaret. So. Um, yeah. yeah, Dolores, Dolores is, is, you know, she's, she's who she is, you know, and I think she, she makes no apologies about that. Yes. She, that's why we love her. Um, yeah. so you've interviewed so many housewives people. You've kind of mentioned a few there that you have an ongoing, like, I guess, interview relationship with. Are there yeah. any that are like your favorite to sit down with? And are there any that like, not even that they're not nice, but just weren't a great interview or you were like, like, oh, this could have gone better. Um, let's see. I mean, general statement like i would say that the beverly hills cast like is sort of like the least available for interviews because i think that they 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 don't need to do as many um true they 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 really do a lot of like the they're really like big name outlets like they will like they all talk to bryce at et and 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 like that's sort of what they need to do so they don't do as many interviews so i haven't talked to as many of the beverly hills ladies but i've talked to kyle i've talked to garcelle sutton um, okay so but, 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 but yeah for sure but but it's but it's um it's just like that's sort of yeah exactly and it's it's a little bit different beast with them um i would say that some of the most fun ones over the years sonia sonia was fun the couple times that i've talked to her like she just like is so she's so uh, just like she's she's so sonia like it's it's just it's exactly yes. what that is and it's like she talks in circles during an interview and that's exactly what I wanted, you know. Like I wanted that experience with her. Um, oh, one, one of one of kind of the, the the most unique ones, and and really, so I Dorinda had like did something with Home Goods one year where she they sort of like overhauled that that one apartment that she had, and she had like a holiday party yes. that was sponsored by Home Goods, and it was a very small apartment. So they invited like a couple media there to do some interviews and to be at the party. And so I went and I interviewed her while sitting on her bed. And we had both had we, we had both had a couple drinks. And so we were a little loose. We were both a little loose. And we were just like literally in her bedroom with the door closed and just talking and for like 15 minutes. And she's so she's like such a good host. And she's such a like friendly, open person. When like she's also like she knows how to play the game. But she is right. that's just how I think that's just how she is. And so we had a great interview. And then afterwards, I had her recreate. I had I wanted to like recreate a moment with Dorinda, like because again, like I had a couple of drinks, so I was feeling a little brave. <laughs> and I was like, "Can you clip me?" So I had the so we had somebody film us. Like I was like pretended to be talking, and she like she did like clip it like in my face and that, like somewhere back oh in my Instagram. But that was like and and then so I we had that great moment, and then I ran into her like a, like literally like a year later. At a, at a New York at New York Fashion Week, and we were getting in the elevator together. Like we just like happened to be getting in the elevator at the same time, and she remembered me, and she was like, "Here's oh. my number." And she's like, "She goes, here's my number. I'm gonna invite you to my Valentine's Day party." So <gasps> then she, she so she invites me to her Valentine's Day party at that new apartment that she had at the top. Yes, and it was it was like at a at the, the rooftop event space, not in her actual apartment. But so she Still. just like she's like she gave me her number. She she literally just invited me to her to her home basically, and you know I was just at her Valentine's Day party it really wasn't work related and to me it's just like that speaks to like her her really friendly open welcoming nature and like that to me is just like such a like such a special way to be and like I think I kind of feel like she's that way with everybody um so that was really that sticks out to me is just sort of like a singular experience with with one of the housewives um wow 
and and she I think she's just really good at remembering faces and remembering names because um, I think that's really important. Um, yeah, I would say what are some other memorable ones? I mean, all of BravoCon is really memorable. I did I did right. like a, a Sunday ask, morning yeah. that, that Sunday morning thing with Teresa and Dolores where we literally like made pasta sauce and like while I interviewed them, it was like, Oh my God. I like, like, yeah, it was, it was called like Sunday sauce with Teresa. And oh my Dolores. God. That is I iconic. Like, and like they were running late cause of glam. So they felt really bad. And so like they came all <laughs> with extra with this extra really good energy. Literally I told you spraying champagne and then like they were literally making like steak, whatever Teresa's like to go, go to recipe is like steak pizziola or something like that. Some like, oh my God. some like really Italian dish. And like, mm-hmm. then all, we get, we get on the stage and we're like already running late, but like they're bringing such great energy, but then like the hot plate's not even turned on. So like everything's taking like a really long time <laughs> oh to God. cook. And like, and you have to fill. And like, and, like, the, and, like yeah, exactly. And they're like at the, they're like at the, the hot plate, like, cooking it while like answering questions from me like who's like sort of standing off to the side and then like and then like halfway through like they're quote-unquote done cooking it even though like I don't think it was actually cooked and then it wasn't edible (laughs) yeah we sit down to the couch like while like eating their food and like continuing the interview and like it was just it was like a shit show in the best sense of the word and we all like leaned into it and ended up being great um and then the other thing I did at BravoCon was they had a couple like they called them housewife to housewife panels, but were just sort of like mixed franchise. So like, so mine was Giselle and Ashley, which was when they were filming season five, and then Oof. and Emily Simpson when she had like a broken foot, and and, oh, and, and Melissa Gor- Gor- Melissa Gorga. <laughs> so that okay. was like the I, the mashup the mashup of it all was like really interesting, um, and that was fun. And then the other, oh, the other mashup one that I've done was you remember the Fiverr One commercial, the, the, the music video they did. Yes, you remember that? I it do. Was Sonia, Portia, and Melissa. So I interviewed them all together at one point, oh, wow. like before to promote that. Like they're they're just all. <laughs> It's it, the list. The list goes on, but I think you know I do a lot of the standard interviews that are just like to promote the season, and and now they're over yeah. Zoom, so they're like a little bit less memorable. Um, but it's always fun to do it when it's sort of like the unexpected pairing or the unexpected setting. And yeah, I don't know. I I, I have a lot of stories, <laughs> but no. Oh, you know, you know what a funny one was. So my office is in the same building as Facebook's office, and so obviously okay. Instagram's Instagram is in that same office. And yes. again, I do not watch OC, but when the opportunity, <laughs> but, but, but when the op- but when the opportunity came to interview Vicky, I couldn't okay. say no. It was when she was still on the show. I, so I had my friends who watched OC kind of give me the lowdown. So so I was prepared for the interview. Interviewed her, and then I like you know we, I think we took a picture together, and then I'm walking them up to the elevator, and she's like, "Isn't Instagram in this building?" And I'm like, "Yeah, they're upstairs on the on like whatever floor." She's like. You know, I'm at 999,000 followers. I want to be at a million. I want to be at a million. I'm going to go up to Instagram right now and ask them to help me get there. So she, I think she. <laughs> so I was like, okay, girl. Like, and so I like pressed the elevator button for her, and I was like, bye. And then like I look at her Instagram story that, like an hour later, and she literally is in the Instagram lobby, being like, "We are at Instagram headquarters." <laughs> <laughs> like they said it couldn't like, be done. What did I do? What did I do? Oh my god! Yeah, hilarious. Yeah, I can so, hear. I can hear her saying that to you in her literally super specific voice, and you were like, "Oh god, this is how they oh all feel." Oh my god! It, 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 it was during. It's when we were doing them in the office. Like it was during those walks to the elevator where you really get like some some little tea, yes. you know, because you're you're sort yeah. of like talking. You're talking out the side of your mouth, and you're like. 
well, like that was fun, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So you've had some, so you've had some really amazing run-ins, like, because I was going to ask you, you've given me loads there. Is there anyone that you haven't got to interview yet that you would love to do a sit down with Barbara Walters style? Because I'm sure there's a few that you would like to talk to. Other than than Erica Jane? Well, yes. Well, yeah, I think, um, (laughs) who would I love to interview that I haven't interviewed before? I'm trying to think. I mean, honestly, I would like to interview Lisa Rinna. I think that she would be fun to to talk to in that setting. And I also like I have questions for her. <laughs> like I yeah, I would yeah, love same. I would love to kind of to to talk to Lisa. I don't think she does. She doesn't she doesn't really do any interviews actually for the show. Like that now that I think of oh, it. Wow. Like, I don't even like I really I feel like she barely does any press. Um I would love to talk to Lisa Rinna, and I've never talked to her before. I have I have yet to interview Crystal and I would love to talk to her. Yes. Um I I interviewed Leah last season, but I think in, you know, it's different because I, over Zoom, it's just a little different. So I I would love, I would love to meet Leah in person. I think that she, Mm. I think I would get along with her, you know, and I've, I've really done so like it's, there, there isn't anybody really left that I haven't, uh, that I really, I mean, I would have loved, I did, I did have like a quick 30 second moment with Denise and Dorit on the BravoCon red carpet last year. But I would love, I love, but I would love both of them separately. Like I, I actually would have loved, I'd love to interview both of them. Um, I, I really like Dorit and I've grown to really like her, even though this season she's a little bit of a snooze. Like I think in general, I just like, I've, I've, I've grown to really like her. This year would be like uneventful, but like I, I really liked her last year. And, um, and Denise just, I really like Denise. So I would, I would love to talk. And there's so much other things, so many other things to talk about with her, you know? Yeah. She's a career. Um, yeah. That's so yeah. true. For a while, for a while it was Bethany. Bethany was the person that I like really wanted to uh, right. interview for a while. And I was, and then when I finally got the opportunity to, I was like so intimidated, but, um, but she was, she was great. But it's to me, Bethany was like, the, was like the kingpin for a long time. That, okay, that's funny because I actually wanted to ask you: Would Bethany be on your list? So you did speak to Bethany. Was that for the Big Shot show? Was that when did that oh, happen? Oh, I talked. I've talked to Bethany a couple times. Um, okay, during like she, like just random things she was promoting. Like a lot. If if these things aren't for the sh- aren't directly through Bravo, it's usually like some other thing they're promoting, and that that so they have to do press yes. to promote that. Um, so I think both of them with her were just like random promotional things they were doing. The third, oh, the third and final time I actually, you know, I've interviewed, I've interviewed <laughs> Bethany like four times, but the last time I interviewed her, the last time I interviewed her was on a red carpet. Um, and it was during her final season of Roni. It was at the Variety Women of the Year Awards. And yes, on, on a red carpet, you get like a couple minutes with somebody and her publicist, um, who I know, and she's great, but she's, she's also, she like, she's like, she is like one of the best in the biz. And so she, all, all the, the, when you're right. on a red carpet, the, the publicist comes first and they're like, Hey, like, who are you? Like, do you, do you want two minutes with this person? Like, you can't ask about this, this and this. So it's during her final season of Roni. Little do we know it's her final season. And yes. the publicist says, okay, yeah, like, great. Like Gibson, like have two or three minutes with her, but you can't ask anything about housewives. And I'm like, oh, the show, the girl, show literally aired show. last night. Like it just, so um, that's a little bit annoying, but um, yeah, Bethany was, Bethany was the person for a long time that I, that I really wanted to interview. And I think um, she's like, she's very much like she has a presence about her that like, I think you, if you come in with, if you come in with the wrong energy, she's not going to react well to that or she might shut down. But I sort of read that. Um, that's sort of part of like the, like just part of doing interviews. It's just sort of like reading the yeah. reading the energy the other, that the other person is giving you, and sort of either and sort of matching them. 
at that at that level. Um, Very true. So you know, the first time I, I interviewed her, it was like it was she was she it felt a little bit guarded, closed off, and I so I I didn't I just didn't want to be too like <laughs> enthusiastic and too like thirsty in the moment. You know what I mean? Because I just don't think that she would have reacted well to that. And the second time I talked to her. It was a more open up thing. Like she recognized me. So it was sort of like, I think she lets her guard down a little bit more when she trusts the person. So um, that's part mm-hmm. of also it. And I think she she also just knows that she she kind of steers the ship there regardless. Wow, that, that, gosh, that's the best thing. really have... You have spoken to everybody. It's amazing. It's, it's it's wild. Yeah, it's amazing. Let's ask a question I ask everybody. Okay. I, I feel like... I think you're, I have a good feeling about you in this question. I hope you're ready for it. Okay. Is what would your housewife's tagline be? I've had a couple over the years. <laughs> See, I knew you'd be ready. I knew. I knew. But my 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 current most recent one is <clears throat> Oh. <laughs> you like cleared your throat. You were like I know I got to deliver this. Let's go car. girls. <laughs> okay. Okay. You may be the word on the street. But I'm the talk of the town. Ooh, oh, somebody's a Potomac fan. If I didn't mm-hmm. tell me you watch Potomac without telling without me, telling me you watch Potomac, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. And yeah, you had that that's ready. My... Mm. You had that yeah, ready. I've I had, had a few ready. recent. A few recent guests have felt incredible. Oh, come on, don't drop the ball to deliver. <laughs> yeah, no, people hate that question. They're either like, "Here's seven, or they're like, "Hey, can we, can we just stop the interview?" Like, they really don't. Like, there's no in between with that. So that was very yeah. good. Yeah, that to me, like, it's it's not necessarily particular to me but i love us i love a self-referential moment i love i love yeah. housewives ta- i like i i know a lot of people hate that kyle keeps doing in this town i love that she keeps yeah. doing in this town <laughs> and beverly I, hills like but i i think it's like i love i love ones that, that reference the past like i think that that's that's it, it, if you're in on it you're in on it and so i think that you know referencing giselle's talk of the town that she had for two or three seasons i think that 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 that's my that's my game <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think you're on to winner there. And um, the other question I love to ask everybody who comes on the show is you and I feel like you've had personal experience with so many of these people, you'll probably be really into this. Uh you're throwing a housewives dinner party mm-hmm. tomorrow. You can have five people from across the franchise come in, it can be housewives, friends of, husbands, hangers on, background extras, whoever stands out to you, what five people are coming over and why? You can go so many different directions with this question. It's like really. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that I would want to be an, as entertained as possible. So okay. I would invite Sonia Morgan. Okay. I would invite Kathy Hilton. Oof. I would invite Karen Huger. Okay. I would invite uh, Dorinda Medley. Ugh. And then as my fifth person, I think I would need like like somebody who was like a little bit more like on my level in terms of just like like the self-awareness and like <laughs> being a, more normal and like, like they, maybe they could like watch it with me and so yeah i'm inclined to okay i'm inclined to say somebody like a kyle richard just because i think that kyle's actually really fun in a setting like that but she also yeah. is like she has her head on her shoulders a little bit more than maybe the rest of that group does so i think that she could like laugh along with it with me you know but also still have fun uh and i'm not even a kyle stand by any means but i but i've grown to love her and i think maybe mm-hmm. kyle 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 would be my fifth or like anini leaks like i don't know like it, it, i I'm, I'm the fifth spot's a little bit of an open 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 spot but i but i need like four yeah i need like four like like people who are going to like be, be three sheets to the wind the entire time yeah exactly that, <laughs> just even visualizing that is like so intense it's in the chaos way. it's chaos yeah it's chaos. yeah 
Oh yeah, my and God. also you've already drunkenly hung out with Dorinda in her home, so it's like <laughs> you're halfway there. <laughs> and the, di- the dinner, and just to, just to cap it off, I think the dinner would have to be at Bluestone Manor. Like it would just have Please. to. Please, yeah, yes, which is now on Airbnb apparently. So there you go. You know the 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 the, the, the lucky people that are booking that. I hope they really come through with good content that the rest of us can enjoy. Yes, you're like I'll follow you for a weekend on Instagram just to see what you post. No, I'm literally, saying. like if you're not literally shoving your cake, your your face <laughs> into a cake with lit candles on it, and like I just don't know, like you're 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 dropping the ball. So <laughs> I wanted to ask you as well, kind of. You know, on this show, I've talked to people who binged tons of Housewives in the last year or yeah. they re- they go back and they rewatch stuff. So, like, in terms of your real Housewives journey, like, mm-hmm. what's next for you? Will you be going back to a show, discovering one? Are you excited right. to get into a city you haven't watched? Like, what's next for you? I, um, I, I'm not, like, a huge rewatcher. Like, I'll watch, like, an mm-hmm. episode here and there. But I don't, like, rewatch full seasons. But that's not really my cup of tea um but i the the one franchise that i have never that i literally never watched and um and i think that or the one u.s one that i never watched that i never that, that i need to is miami so i'm i'm, I'm gonna watch yes, the three, i'm gonna I'm the watch same. the three seasons of miami before mm-hmm. we get the peacock show and I, I i have time i think to do that but that that's definitely next to my real housewives journey um I, I'm I've recently binged Ladies of London for the first time, which to me oh, is like I love those, Ladies of London. Like an amazing, amazing show. And I really yeah. am sad that it doesn't exist anymore. And then I'm currently watching Married to Medicine from the beginning. Um, which are housewives, mm. but they're like they're like kind of tangentially housewives. So um Yeah. That that's my that's my current Bravo, like catching up on what I don't know situation. Um but I watch I watch and then I and then I will I think I'm gonna give OC a shot next season okay. um, for the for the first real time so th- at, at that point i will be watching all of the u.s housewives which is scary <laughs> um <laughs> but it is what it is before we wrap up where can people find you online and of course your podcast where a lot of these amazing interviews now live yeah so you can follow me at gibsonoma g-i-b-s-o-n-o-m-a on twitter and instagram i live tweet a lot of it a lot of housewives if you've, you've probably seen it honestly and mm-hmm. um, i host a week weekly interview series um called we should talk it's available wherever your podcast it's on youtube um video or audio and i have i interview a lot of housewives a lot of bravo people a lot of, but it's all it's not just bravo there's other reality stars yeah you have a lot of it. other people yeah, yeah. Like we're gonna yeah. have um Bacheva heart from my unorthodox life on netflix on soon um so we we, we I, I sprinkle in some non-bravo stuff there but um, there's a lot of housewife stuff so definitely uh subscribe because uh I do some great interviews. So it's, it's, it's fun. Um, and yeah, so that, that's where you can find me. And I'm sure there'll be many more housewives adventures to come over zoom and hopefully in person as well. Hopefully in person. I know we just, I mean, we just, we just heard this, this devastating news about BravoCon. So we'll see. I know we, we need you back on stage cooking pasta with Teresa. It's what the people want. <laughs> it's literally what the people need. Okay. <laughs> after, after the year we've all had, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, it's what we deserve. Listen, this has been so fun. So, so fun. juicy. Gibson, thank you so much for coming on Housewives and Me. Thank you so much for having me. This is a blast. That was Gibson Johns here on Housewives and Me. You can check out his podcast, We Should Talk, wherever you get your podcasts. I'll put a link to that in the show notes for this episode so you can find it as well. He's just met everybody. I was like, oh my God, I could listen to your stories all day. It was so much fun. If you liked what you heard today and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, a rating and a review really helps get the word out there about the show. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so on at Housewives and Me on both Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as well. It's it's Connor Bean. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe and I'll talk to you soon.